I'll leave you with this with Dustin Chaffin. Oh, we are recording. Oh, my goodness. The pressure here. Is this part of it? This is part of it, yeah. Just now, gonna, is it going to be on? That's on. You're on, buddy. Mm-hmm. You're live. <laughs> You're ready to rock. what I say. <laughs> <laughs> so you were, uh, you just flew back? Where were you? I was in uh, China until last Sunday, and I flew back Sunday night. And then I went to Minnesota on Thursday, and then I just got back Monday. That's hilarious. China. I love how you casually just said China. Like it's like, like it's Jersey. Yeah, <laughs> like that's, that's when you know you're working. When you're just like, yeah, you know, I was in China, then I was in Detroit, <laughs> the, I was at Uncle Vinny's, and then I was at Shanghai. Road work, road work is so hard to come by. It's like, yeah, well, you're doing good. I mean, China. No, was, it's it's I piece it together, but it's like I don't have my like I don't know what's going on in, in a couple months. Like you know what I mean? Like, I don't well, know. I never understood that with you. Like, did you just do you not get along with like really good agents or something? Because you're very talented. You I don't tons know. of credits. I, I don't know. Are you like a? Are you like a I don't know. I, I, on I, the phone? No, really. I mean, you've known me for years. I'm not. But uh, I think I've missed the. I missed the boat somehow. You didn't miss the boat. My I God. think I, I. I'm starting to think that it's like. Uh, I had this conversation with DeRosa, actually. It's like I'm asking him, like, "Are you on the road all the time?" He's like, "Not really, kind of, but uh, like I can't." nail down dates enough and it's like i think it's just gonna have to happen a different way for me and i'm like i'm starting to think that it's like it's like it's gonna have to happen a different just headbutting a door with pure stand-up is like not doing it (laughs) and that's what i feel like i'm doing a lot of times well this is the move podcast i feel podcast is like a way to kind of like move around where the comedy has gone you know i just think it's so saturated though the market is so saturated I mean, I have my podcast and I'm plugging it. But, um, <laughs> what's this picture called? Failure? <laughs> Failure in small spaces. Well, you know, ladies and gentlemen, we start out with a real positive vibe here today. Yeah. <laughs> Want to start as depressing as we could for the inspiring comedians no, I mean, out there. I, I mean, I'm yeah. pulling it. To, like, I do well. Like, it's you not that amazing. I'm not doing let good. Me, let me introduce you. First but, of all, it's like you just came off of your second Fallon, you know, performance, which is amazing. Thank you. Uh, you also have um, uh, Comedy Central Half Hour. Um, you, you know, you have a podcast with uh, Chris Stefano. Uh, what is it called? Respect? Well, now it's with Justin Silver. Oh, Justin Silver. Sorry. Um, Chris got whacked. Move quick. <laughs> He's out. We shelved Chris. And now it's uh, Justin Silver. <laughs> well, he's the, new, uh, yeah. the legendary Mike Vecchione. Thank you for everybody. having me. And, and even legends uh, have to piece it together. <laughs> piece it together. Yeah. Well, well, so is... I'm, I, I didn't know we were. I didn't know we were recording. I thought we were starting off like right, um, oh, just talking. I'll cut some of it. Yeah. It's no, fine. it doesn't matter. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. Well, they, I'm not. Get... I'm not. I'm not really. Uh, can we curse? Yeah. Okay. I'm not shitting on anybody but myself. Really, it's like uh, I still, you know. I'm at a certain level, and I'm sure you've experienced this too, where it's like you're at a certain level, but you want the next thing. Like, sure. you've been at this level, I've been at this level for a while now, and yeah. it's like, okay, what's the next thing? Is it just like me piecing it together every month until I'm 70? Like, yeah. I, I don't know where it goes. Like, you know what I mean? And sure, I'm impatient, but it's it's like one of those things. Like, okay, where does this go? Is there, is there, is there, and I'm, good things have happened for me. I'm not complaining, but yeah. it's like, is there, 
what's the the next thing? Like, is there daylight? I, I, and and I'm starting to like question whether it's stand up or not. Well, I'm happy you- with my stand up, and I'm I work on it constantly, as we all do yeah. in the city. And I, I'll tell you what's surprising: it's like you go to these other cities in America, or I was in just in China, and it's like their scenes. We don't think about this here, but yeah. their scenes they all look to us. They all like look at us like, oh my! Like they listen to all our podcasts. Sure. They know us, yeah. and they're like, oh, you know, I'll go over there. They're like, Mark Norman was just here. Joe yeah. Mackey was just here. Like they know our yeah. scene very well. well. Let's back up a second. Did you ever in your life think that you were going to be going to China to you know tell jokes? I mean, that's amazing. I, mean, I thought I was going to be a wealthy landowner. <laughs> to be honest with you, at this point, I, was gonna, I thought I was going to be a real estate tycoon or a powerful attorney well, with, a, online, with a helicopter. Yeah, apparently online you're a hockey player. So I was trying to look up stuff today. I was like, what? Yeah. How come I never I never heard of this? No. Like, yeah. You missed like my um, yeah. my alternate lifestyle that I have. Yeah. <laughs> Quite the mullet in that picture. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, professional hockey player and there's a for the flyers did you ever look up your name where it's like other guys uh, you see how you're doing with people with somebody your name oh my name yeah 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 yeah. there's a baseball player that's coming up the ranks okay yeah that's awesome yeah i think he's gonna be pretty good but the thing is like i'm trying to hold him down like i he got drafted by the flyers and then i got another fallon so it's like (laughs) who is on top of who as far as google goes what's a competitive google like you guys are about half and half yeah it's gonna drive you insane a little bit it's like you know yeah, he can't be. And then there's a marine biologist, Mike Vecchione. Oh. Uh, so if he makes any discoveries, it always pops back <laughs> up. To the... And then there's a district attorney, Michael Vecchione, who's, wow. a, who's a lecturer at NYU and wrote a couple of mob books, which I've read. And I've actually talked to that guy on the phone. Have you really? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. He saw me over. He saw my name on a billboard and left his card, and I called him, and we had a conversation. Oh, that's great. It's pretty cool. So you spend a lot of time Googling yourself? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, yeah. I hate. <laughs> I spent I mean, a lot I of really... time doing it just to say, "What's going on?" You know, and no, then once in like... a while, it'll be something negative. But well, I'm like, like "How well, am I doing? Yeah. How am I really doing?" Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a Google myself. First page I... of Google will tell you. <laughs> First page, second page is nonsense. But uh, but I got mad the other day. I don't. I mean, you you're not as probably as hostile as me sometimes on stage. But apparently. Um, you know, I got a bad review. Somebody said that I accosted the crown and I was vulgar and all this stuff. Right. And it was like a, you know, one of those like just city stage review things, like some show, some Soul Joe show in, you know, Pennsylvania or something. Right. But then it sticks with you, you know. You're just, just like, and I just want to find this person. I just want to be like, like really? You're going to go out of your way? Yeah. Like, it, it, was I really vulgar was, or was I just something that you didn't like or whatever? You know, you didn't have to yeah. like take the extra mile to like, you know. Spend the time and energy to like it hurt me online if somebody's trying oh, to book no. me. Oh no, yeah, that's you know what I mean? people do that now. People, it's like what are what's your life like if you're doing that? Yeah, if you're, I had that where I was like, I just went through a breakup and I was at the stand late and I was doing a set and uh, trying new material late and uh, some of it was dirtier and then I went home and like three o'clock in the morning I'm online I'm depressed. You know, because I just went through a breakup and yeah. whatever, and uh, I see I, re- I see somebody writes, um, I just saw the worst comic ever <laughs> at the stand just now. So for this woman to write this, the worst, like, the wow. worst, she's the worst. She's like, wow. this was the guy, was the worst guy That's ever. Amazing. And for the, so for this woman, this woman. She went home at three o'clock in the morning. She yeah, must have really yeah. hated me. I mean, yeah, it, it must have been a visceral amount of hatred for her to like go home at three o'clock in the morning, go online, yeah. figure out who we like, were watching Netflix. At yeah, that figure out who yeah. I was and just like and and let me have it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, but, but I, I I don't know what the psychology is behind that either. It's like, yeah. does anybody just let it go anymore? Just go. Oh, this guy's not for me. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean. 
you know, even just like restaurants and hotels, and I mean, everybody's in movies. Forget it. People, you know, go out of their way to critique a trailer of a movie. Right, right. It's like, dude, it hasn't even come out yet, and right. you're going to say it's like some shitty thing or something. Right. I don't know, man. I think it's just, uh, I guess, jealousy and weirdness, and maybe you I don't know complete he, your life. Yeah, so yeah. It's, like, it's some, somebody's it's, taking a risk, right. and you're jealous, you know? It's know. what that person's going through, I yeah. think. Yeah. I don't know. Let's get back to China. So, okay. so um, a lot of English people there? Yeah, it's English-speaking, but it's like... Um, but they're Chinese. British... Yeah, some Chinese people who understand English. I mean, oh, okay. understanding English is a big thing for uh, yeah. comedy, or at least it used to be. Um, English, uh, Chinese people who speak English, but Australians, British, okay. like anybody, All right. expats who are living. So did you enjoy there. yourself a little bit? No, I loved it. <laughs> okay. It was a great time. It was a great time. <laughs> did you run around and say, hey, I'm a China, and like do China. Oh, it was I unbelievable. This guy, one of the comics had a great joke over there, and he was like uh, – he was like, "Yeah, I have genital warts, but I have them in China." <laughs> that was his joke. He was that was a really funny joke. It, it's like anything sounds more um, interesting if it's in China. Made in China. Yeah, that's hilarious. So, uh, <laughs> how many shows you do? I did every a sh- uh, show every. I did four cities in China, and then, um, Bay. Well, Beijing is in China. All right. So we went to Singapore after that, and then Malaysia, oh, and then wow. came home. So it was two weeks. That's crazy. Yeah, it, was, it was pretty. It was a great experience. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Have you been out of the country a lot doing comedy? What's what other places? Uh, I've gone to Korea and Japan, but that's for troops. I did that too. Shows on the base. Yeah. That was a good tour. That was pretty cool. But the yeah. only thing is, and uh, Jesse Joyce told me this before I went over. It's like they are great and they set everything up, but they don't have anybody like take you around. So it's like you're on your own. And what, I was Japan like, and yeah, Korea. it's like yeah, I, yeah, I want to yeah. see. I love the. I want to see the base. Obviously, sure, that's cool. But it's like I also want to see Korea and Japan. I don't know if they yeah, go yeah, over yeah. there and hang. I out walked the around though. I just kind of. I walked around a little bit, but I'm yeah. like, I would have paid somebody to take me around. You know. Yeah, I'm sure you could have done that. But uh, so that was great. And then I've also been to Amsterdam. Okay. To the TV show, I did a TV show over there, and uh, just a stand-up show, and then Australia. 10 years ago I always want to go to Australia yeah. That seems like a good yeah, time It's a long flight, dude Yeah, I've known you a long time I know <laughs> I know We're just sitting here It's like <laughs> I've known you a long time And I knew you when you were yeah. Trying to find it Which yeah. I, you know yeah. It was like early days Well, you gave me the opportunity, man I appreciate you that You really gave me the um, Opportunity to find it And now it, <clears throat> If nothing ends up happening for me And I bum out I'll turn around and blame you <laughs> Like, it's your All the fault encouragement for, stage time Yeah, for giving yeah. me the opportunities <laughs> Um, which led to nowhere. Yeah, no. shut up. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're playing Fallon. This is the highlight of my life right here. Um, yeah, well, I remember those days, you know, the crazy days. They were crazy. I was, but it was before all yeah. this YouTube. It was thank before God. Twitter. Thank God. Like, I was telling somebody, you know how I used to drink. I was just like, thank God nobody had, like, good camera quality back then. Yeah, yeah. You know, video quality yeah, yeah. of me and Levitas and crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. running around. Yeah, you seem mu- like You're maniac. much more at peace now, man. Oh, you're much yeah. more at peace. Yeah. yeah, but that was, you know what? It was, For that time, it was all right because it was a rock and roll, punk rock, crazy time yeah. in comedy. We were all yeah. trying to just, I don't know what we were doing. We are just trying to get funnier. Boston, yeah. Boston we were, Comedy Club right. and Village Lantern. Right. We were trying to get funnier. That's really what it was. Yeah. We, it was all trying we didn't know where to get it was going to go. It yeah. was just like, it was, uh, well, I like that, you know, group of comics because I felt like we were, uh, you know, it was kind of rock and roll. And we really, you know, wanted to get laughter. We right. wanted the crowd to, you know, kind of like. Yeah, the have, shows were everything. Yeah. There was no podcasting. No. I can't no. stress that enough because people were like so 
into this stuff now and there's other things you can do besides get on stage but there was re- i remember having panic like it's like am i gonna get enough stage time this week oh, like yeah. you know what i mean like it's like <laughs> you know it's like one of those things but it, it's now it's like commas coming up i don't think they have to worry as much about that it's like oh i'll do a podcast i'll work on this i'll do another thing you can pretty much do it all yourself now without getting on stage if sure. you really if you really you don't have to get on stage that much we had just nothing else yeah. You can either get on stage or sit at home. So yeah. it's like those were your choices. There was no YouTube or anything like that where it's like, I'll do my own video. It's like, you yeah, couldn't yeah. do that, really. We t- yeah, we didn't take it for granted, too. You know? No, no. Stage time, the stage was, time. It was just like... And then we looked to those matter. other guys, like uh, the guys who are like... Uh, I remember when I first got here, I sat and watched like a late show with the boss, and it was like Kevin Brennan, Tony yeah. Woods, Eddie Ift. Like, I watched those guys who've already been here for a long time, and I was like, wow, this is... I didn't know what New York comedy was. Like I watched yeah. it, I was like, "Oh, this is New York comedy." Well, I was funny because I, 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 it was just fun to see certain guys. I got to see you as a scrub, and right. I saw you, yeah. like, you know, and scrub it, is the correct word, by the way. <laughs> I actually <laughs> totally agree with that word. That's that's scrub. absolutely true. <laughs> you were a scrub, and then you worked your ass off, and I think you had a harder time because. You had the style that you were just doing, and this the, you still kind of like jokes, which I don't right. think a lot of people. You know, right. till even like a Patrice would get up on stage, and he could say anything right, right. and get laughter. Right. There was just something about him that yeah. just his presence, yeah, his presence and his demeanor and his point of view of the life and chicks and whatever crap he said. It didn't matter. It was just like right. he had a funny way he was going to take you. And I'm much like you, where it's like you know, I rely on a good joke for laughs. Yeah. You know, I don't yeah. have much of a personality sometimes, <laughs> and in the sense of like anything I can say is funny. Right, right. You know what I mean? Right, I right. can go off. We can both go off and be funny. Right. But you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's a there's a concert like a tells like that. There's a concentration to the joke. Right. Right. And I feel right. like sometimes that's a harder road than if you're just up there talking funny. That's actually you know? true. But one thing I found, and, and this I found um, growth wise, it helps to go up there and just to. Um, because I used to hide behind the jokes. And, and yeah. it's like, why was I hiding behind the jokes? Like, oh, it's stage fright. It's like, mm. oh, yeah, I'm doing this at the time. I was like, I've been doing this 10 years. You have stage fright? It's like, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. It's stage fright. I'm hiding wow. behind the joke. And, not, and as a result, it's hindering me because it's, I'm not letting my true personality come out. Yeah. So it's like you can have the jokes. You can. That's something I learned on the road a little bit. It's like when you have to do a longer time. Sure. It's like you can have the jokes, and, and it's good. It's great to work hard and have the jokes. But like, don't let the jokes define. Be who you are on stage. Yeah. And then you always have access to the jokes. So Absolutely. just over the period of years, I've gotten better that way. Where so you it's feel like you're more vulnerable and stuff. More more vulnerable and just like more yourself, and then um, not panicking if there's no laughs right away. It's okay. like. It's like no, you could tell a couple jokes to jab in, and then yeah, yeah. and then get a hit, big hit, or or maybe nothing for a while. Just let the crowd take you in a little bit. Like yeah, yeah. it doesn't have to be a machine gun um, yeah, murder you were, fest. You were machine gun for a while, right? You had well, that, I had, you had that, that in rhythm, my rhythm, you know? that mentality. It's like a laugh every second. It's like, uh, yeah, you, it's a that's a good skill to have. But it's also it's like, don't let that. Don't let that play into your fear of not being yourself, which how's, I think I had that for a long time, and I'm I'm still working on it. How's your? Um, I feel like this is something like storytelling. Like, do you feel are you getting better at telling stories? Because I get terrified to tell stories. I feel like I'm never going to give them because there's so many people that do it well, and I just right. I, I feel that's one of the things I'm always constantly trying to improve. Is telling yeah, I mean the story. This story, it's like uh, number one, you're invested in it, yeah. but two, it's like I find that to be like. Uh, 
instead of punchlines, like beats to it at least. Okay. Beats to the story. So it's like, here, here's a laugh, here's a laugh, Okerson here's a laugh, here's a laugh. He's really yeah. good at that. Just I mean, he does it, so, him and yeah. Nate like do it so organically yeah, 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 yeah. that it's like, they don't. I, I don't know how much they even plot it out and think about it. Like I'm yeah. a guy where it's like, oh, let me get the beats down of where the where it goes and uh i think those guys just do it organically yeah yeah, yeah. they're just naturally good storytellers yeah which my father was a good storyteller and uh is there people funny in your family at all like yeah i mean my father was f- my father was funny but he was like um over the top intense so that's what yeah. made it funny you know what i mean we had to yeah. laugh it was like it's one of those things where it's so intense that it's like yeah. oh well, this is hilarious you know what i mean even he had to admit it was hilarious a lot of times and then my uncles on my mom's side were just like complete maniacs so yeah it's like yeah they were they were always funny that's funny yeah, yeah i got a brother that everybody's like why are you the comic today? yeah yeah because he was so outrageous and like just kind of chris farley type and just out of his mind he's been arrested like four times been in prison like he's crazy he figured out a way to eat a they put a breathalyzer on his car right and he figured out a way to to actually start it when he's drunk if he puts a plastic gazoo on the end of it that's great. like it was like one of those like duck that's collars so that's so funny. <laughs> it would start the car. So it's like, and he was one of these, like, I mean, you know how, like, Chario at uh, Dangerfields does the street jokes? Right. My brother, that's all he ever, that's, I mean, every day it was right. like, the, and he just, and really, really racist. Just the most racist <laughs> jokes. <laughs> that's hilarious. Like, w- yeah, like, my family's never used the phrase N-word. They just used the word. Right. And so it's like, everything is just, like, racist and crazy, but it's a like constant bombardment with street jokes. Like, I feel like th- he would just come home and it would just... Just rattle them off one after, and brand new ones, ones I'd never heard. My really? entire like five years. I of love my a life. good street joke. Yeah, I actually sometimes. do. A, I do a web series. <laughs> I do a web series attached to my podcast where it's like I have people who come into the podcast, yeah. whatever they are, if they're black, if they're a woman, if they're uh-huh. gay or whatever. I'll do a street joke, oh, yeah. and then and then pay them. In whatever ironic thing, like if it's a black person, a grape soda. If it's a Jewish person, a quarter. Yeah. Like I just think it's. I mean, it's like on Instagram at comic Mike V. If you're interested in watching it, but that's just they're just like funny one-offs because I miss those joke yeah. books. Are like those joke books are so inappropriate, but they're so funny. If this was a morning show on the road, I'd be like, so you got a street joke. <laughs> morning show on the road now they always go to like so you're italian mike huh what's going on with that and they just like lead you into it i've had my biggest bombs on morning radio stuff really i just i'm not well, i'm sure this is because it's morning because mo- yeah number morning, one well yeah. no mo- most morning radio guys are not skilled they don't do any They're research bad. on yeah. you and they just like ah but the at the house of chuckle this weekend we have <laughs> dustin chafin and it's like and they just it's not very well thought out, yeah. so it's like up to you to kind of. Like, I like it the best when they just like give you a quick intro, and then they talk about the news, and they just kind of throw it up, and then everybody kind of chi- yeah. chimes in on it. Bob I like that. Bob person. and Tom tries to do that. Yeah. You know, they try to like you know rotate it around, right? But I'm just don't have much of personality anyway, and then definitely not in the morning, <laughs> like before. You know, I don't know. I don't feel funny if the sun's out sometimes. Like, right, I, I feel like it's so hard. Yeah. For me to like, because I'm just such a you know night person, right? That that's why I think comedy shows me. We'll explain that later. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, well, it's funny street jokes. I remember um, my first time I went on the uh, went on like a vacation with like my friend's family, mm-hmm. and it was like one of those moments where you know I told a street joke to like the entire group of adults and then some and and it was just like 
it was that first time that I heard laughter, and like I remember it being such a big. They were like, "Dustin has a joke," and then I went up and. You know, and I told this joke, the street joke right. that, that I'm actually going to tell because I think it's one of these jokes that, like, I just, I don't know, it just kind of defined me when I was a young child and I told the joke and everybody thought I was funny because of this joke. Right. And I think I carried it around with me for, That's like, great. forever. And it was basically it was about, uh, there's this guy and he goes into uh, a mining town and he goes into a bar and he walks up to the bar and he says, hey, I'll have a beer. And the bartender goes, hey, here you go. And he says, hey, man, um, just got new. I'm new into town. I just wonder if you got any girls around here. And he's like, no, no girls around here, man. He's like, all right, man. So he drinks the beer, he leaves and works in the mine. Then comes back the next day and he's like, hey, have another beer and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, hey, uh, any girls around here? And he's like, nah, man, still no girls around here. So he leaves, works, comes back next day. And he walks in and he's like, hey, man, any girls? He's like, no, he's, but uh, we got old Joe in the back. He's like, oh, no, man, I don't play that shit. And then he's just like, he's like, all right, man, I got to go. So he goes and he comes back. He's like, any girls? And he goes, no, but we still got old Joe in the back. He's like, all right. So if I do go back there with old Joe, who's going to know? He goes, well, me, you, Joe, and the two other guys. Who's the two other guys holding Joe down? He don't play that shit either. (laughs) 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 I was like this dirty, crazy thing. When you're you're nine, it's electrifying. But you're saying these things to like adults. And that's a a long (laughs) joke, too. That's a lot to remember. It's long. Yeah. (laughs) It's not a short. <laughs> no, but I mean, I'm just saying, like it's it's long to remember in terms yeah. of like not a short like turnaround. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. A, like a big like a quick hitter. Yeah, you yeah. know that's pretty involved. Well, it felt joke. like a bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Feels I'm like a, a bit. I'm, I might have to you know pull that out if I have to. Yeah, <laughs> so getting in trouble. <laughs> nah, but those things are great. I love street jokes, man. But you're right. Maybe that's the yeah. thing. Where it's like it makes you feel like you're funny without writing it, and yeah. then once you get like. Kind of fake it till you make it type thing. Sure, you know. I, I don't like it when you know regular standups do street jokes though. You know, on a nah, stand-up crazy. performance. You know, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I see, I've seen a lot actually. What really? You think? Yeah, I think it's like I remember Eddie Murphy did on Delirious. He did the thing about the uh, rabbit and uh, the bear. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah, I thought yeah. that was like. I, I, even as a kid, I was like, what? <laughs> I, was like, I told that in sixth grade. Like, yeah. why is he doing this? Yeah. He's like Eddie Murphy. Like, right. everything else was phenomenal yeah, to that yeah, point. And yeah. then it's just like, what? A bear, a rabbit, what? But uh, maybe that was just his way of, you know, I don't know, being silly with the crowd. Right. Which I think, uh, I don't know. I think that's that's something that I'm continually, like, when I don't have a bad set, I feel like I'm not silly enough. You know, I feel like as comics, like, we sometimes, I don't know, we don't find that kind of fun place on stage yeah yeah that's another thing i had which is being too this is an ironic thing but it's like being too serious about oh, your set it's right? like it's like i had to have a thing where it's like and this, these are things i'm still working on obviously but it's like relax into it you know and just like have fun with it sometimes when i'm frustrated with my set and i don't have any as much new as i want yeah. like i'll get frustrated and it'll come out in funny ways through stage presence, uh, which I didn't because re- I'm just like so bored with my dumb yeah. set that I'm like I start doing goofy asides yeah. to try to like make myself laugh or make myself have a good time. Well, that's one thing I learned from Mattel. I feel like he's always just whether it's like yeah, he does that too. He yeah. just does all kinds of like cat in the cradle like singing songs like yeah. just like out of nowhere shit. Right. then and it just kind of draws you into him yeah and he could just be up there reading his notebook or whatever but it's right. still hilarious there's yeah. something about that guy's brain that uh to me the most underrated comic of yeah. all time it's like, un- he's unbelievable he's just one of these guys and his writing like i mean his 
writing day of stuff is unbelievable. Yeah. Like, he, you know, he'll, it's he, like he'll, him you know he wrote it at like 9 a.m. Yeah. And it's like unbelievable. It's like him and then the rest of us, I feel like. He's on oh, like yeah. another planet as far as like joke creativity wise. And uh, like he's the guy that we all go to to like when we're watching other comics, like whoever it may be, we're like, oh, I wonder what this guy's angle is on this. But when you go to watch him, you just become a comedy fan again yeah. because he's so far advanced. <laughs> oh, He's so far ahead of the rest <laughs> of us. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I wonder what's it. You don't see it coming. And the next thing you know, you're laughing like an audience member yeah. instead of like yeah. looking at another comic and being like, that's a, that's a good angle. Yeah. You don't even think he's, about that when hilarious. it's... That's hilarious. He's one of the few comics that that's exactly... He turns you into an audience member. He turns you into an audience member. That's yeah. the biggest compliment you could ever give a comic. Because right. I've watched, like, huge guys yeah, and yeah. just been, like, you know, birth specials, people, and, and they're amazing, but then, I, like you said, I was like, oh, okay, he's going down that road. But with the tell, it's like you just get giddy and you're just, yeah, like, a fan. You, yeah, you're a fan. <laughs> you become a fan, man. Talk like, like about a shower curtain. Whatever he's talking about. It's just too funny. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's I think... Much. But that guy... He's interesting because I think we all kind of like he is our LeBron, you know, coming into this yeah. or Jordan or whatever. And I feel like he's a guy that just basically just really just it was all about stage time. You know, he basically yeah. got up a lot and just like you could tell. Yeah. Like he was the guy's we guy we watched just, you know, right. and like working out sets all the time. You know, but he's, he's the guy, too. He's like um, <clears throat> and this is a I take from him is uh, he always. He's always looking for ways to improve. Yeah. So, oh, I mean, yeah. you know, as as frustrating as the business can be for all of us, which it obviously is, it's like you can still find ways to improve your set and be like and get better. That's really what it's about, too. You know, it's not just about because I get I have that struggle sometimes it's like, oh, this is not going the way I want it to go. I want to be here. I'm here. I want to be making this kind of money. I'm making this kind of money. But it's like, OK, well, let's narrow it down. What can you control? Like. You can control how to get better instead of just like having it all be bitterness, which some guys fall into that, which I understand why guys fall into that. I really get it. But yeah. it's like, you know, you can dial it back and be like, all right, how can I get better? You know? Well, it tells funny because he's like, he's so humble. Like, you'll see yeah. him like crush with like, you know, 12 minutes of new shit. Yeah. And then just get off stage and be like, ah, oh, I didn't like that set right. or something. Like, he still has that. You know, right, after right. all these years, he'll right. still be like, you know, yeah. hard on himself. Yeah. And then, and then in the same breath, you'll see some kid has been doing a year and a half just not have a good set and act like you crush. You know? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like, Shut up, I mean, dude. You yeah. don't know what crushing means. Right. I, people, young comics, I, cr- I go, no, you didn't. You didn't kill. You didn't crush. If they're standing on their feet, then you, then you killed. Right. If they're not standing on right. their feet, they got you got some work to do you know even if you did crush it doesn't like we crush like every night multiple times sometimes so it's like i yeah. mean what's that you, you yeah that you means know, nothing i mean what are you doing you're celebrating yeah. you're taking a victory lap it's like i mean celebrate yeah. the wins it's, I mean, you well, it's like chris rock you gotta celebrate yeah. the wins but it's also it's like okay well can, how can i improve yeah, it's like Chris Rock. You're supposed to take care of your kids. You're supposed to crush. You're a yeah, comic. Yeah, like that's yeah, our job. Yeah. If you're gonna call it's, yourself, this, I do have to say it's very hard on people who are just starting out who want to be legitimate comics now. Yeah, it's very hard because it's it's such a long process, and there's so many now. There's so many shortcuts yeah. to take as far as like um, avenues that could lead to success. Yeah, like a podcast or a web series, or it's like you know just to to stay focused on. Stand-up comedy is very difficult over a period of years. It's very that's very hard to do, especially like when we were coming up. Like 
we had no choice, really. There was no yeah. choice. Yeah. It's like you can go out into the clubs and do stand-up or you can sit at home or, you know what I mean? Like there was no choice. Now there's all these different options. It's like I don't have to go through the grind of going on stage every night, multiple yeah. times a night in order to get better. So the, the, that's, a, that's a thing that's tougher for newer comics. And plus they're constantly comparing themselves to there's so many different ways social media wise to compare yourself to other people. It's very hard to keep the blinders on and just focus on your own act and just have faith that it'll go where it's supposed to go. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> well, exactly. I think the focus is the most important thing. Um I also feel like to me <clears throat> stand-up comedy is kind of like it's kind of like playing the cello or something. Like it's it's something that like it's just yeah. you it's like I guarantee you the. I mean, you can't just be mediocre and play the cello. No. Like you, it's got to be your calling. But the thing you is, know? it's like if it's just you in a room yeah. with a cello every night, and that's your only option, <laughs> yeah. versus you and your laptop and a cell phone. It's like, how often are you going to play the cello? That's really what I'm talking about. It's like you might not play the cello that much if yeah. you have a cell phone, an iPhone, and a and a laptop with all these options on it. But if it's just you in a room with a cello, yeah. you have no choice. If you but have to play Asian the cello. parents, then you, <laughs> then you might have that's a really shot. What? You might have a shot. Back to my China trip. <laughs> Let's get back to this China trip. There are a lot of them over there. There are a lot of Chinese. <laughs> I'm trying the to develop Chinese. like a um, more Chinese joke, a chunk now about Chinese. A China chunk. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah. I don't. I have a problem but with that. Like, I say, feel... Can I say the same thing? Sure. Like, there's another way. It's like podcasting and web series. All that stuff can also help you. To oh, become absolutely. a better comic, you know what I mean. Like I know podcasting has really helped me. Like long form, it's yeah. it's helped me. As long as you're not, you're still doing stand up, and you're not just relying on the podcast or or whatever to take the place of stand up. Well, I think it's That's helped. Like I was talking uh, to some comics and stuff, and apparently in L.A. It's been, you know, because cause the stage time is sparse in L.A., right. that a lot of comics, you know, are able to kind of, like, have, like, followings through podcasts and stuff and make money in things. Right. And so it's like podcast is kind of, like, balanced out that horrible stand-up life in, yeah, in L.A. Yeah. where yes. you can, like, you can get a few spots, but, right. hey, then you get all this, like, Rogan exposure and right. other comics and things, right. and then you get that rolling, and it helps you kind of stay afloat, and you get your fan base. That's great. You know, and I think I it guess helps. it's all about your, what your intention is. Yeah. If your intention is, if you're fit, trying to, if you're the same as we were, which is just trying to figure out a way to get funny, and you yeah. have all these different avenues that we didn't have, like you'll use the different avenues to get funny. You'll use them for that purpose. Yeah. Well, the reason I do this, I just felt like I, you know, you know how they do like, you know, six degrees of Kevin Bacon or whatever. Mm -hmm. If it was six degrees of Dustin Chaffin and stand up comedy, like I know all of you. Right, right, right. So it's like, right. it's nice to, yeah. I feel like I have different experiences with everybody. Right. So I was like, you know what? I'll just do like an interview thing and I'll talk about comics and like, we'll, yeah. you know, I'll leave my legacy through interviews with people that come up with me or maybe it's people that I just, you know, know here and there. But at the same time, it's like, you know, I have a history in this. So I want to share that with Absolutely. people. Absolutely. For years and years. Yeah. And no one can like duplicate that. Yeah. Because no one has that history. That's good. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think it's hard to stay positive in this, but I think like a, a nice foul in here and there has got to make you. Oh, feel Oh, those good. are big wins, man. Those got to make you feel. All good, I man. do, like I'm on the couch next to him. It's like when he's like leaning over, he like leans over to talk to me. All I'm doing is thanking him. <laughs> like it's just a series of thank yous in different ways. Like uh, I'm like I can't tell you how much I appreciate. And so because it's such a, a such daylight. And, and you didn't really know you were doing that, right? They the last put one you on I hold. The last right? one I didn't. The last okay. one I uh, submitted, and he was like, "Dude, you're great. It's a great set." We do not have room until the end of the year. 
or maybe the beginning of next year. I'm like, okay, fair enough. He's like, dude, take it to another network. You're you're good, man. And uh, you know, w- you know, I'll keep you in mind, but I would not bank on that. I'm like, no problem. He called me like two days later, and he's like, Brian Regan canceled. Can you do it tonight? <laughs> and I was like, absolutely, yes. But that's one positive thing <laughs> that's about amazing. that's one positive thing about always staying in the clubs and staying ready. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, I get excited about a 915 that just comes up at Dangerfields, you know, and the fact to have like a oh yeah, hey, we got a spot open at Fallon. Yeah, you yeah. Know I mean, like that's yeah. amazing to yeah. have that phone call and and to replace Regan is great. Yeah, that's yeah. unreal. That's <laughs> like... really unreal. <laughs> and I, I and I was like, um, it's a funny thing because I was thinking like, um, why did he cancel? Like, what must have happened for him to cancel? He must be doing a show in front of a Saudi prince or something for a billion dollars. Like, but then um, yeah. I talked to his manager like um, a few weeks later, oh, and like, his plane wouldn't start, his plane. or something, or oh. there was some kind of a technical problem with his with his plane. So I'm like, wow, that's um, that's. I thought he canceled because it's like, oh, I, I'm I'm doing because he has better to He do. has those big corporate private, oh, thing, like sure. you know, like a hundred grand. Yeah, 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 kind yeah. of kind millions of, shows. of dollars. Yeah, that's what amazes me. It's just like some of these guys, it, you know, and you can't. I mean, you get you get a little jealous, but at the same time, it's like it's amazing to me that you know, like somebody like Gaffigan can make like you know. Two hundred thousand dollars on a gig or something like Nate. That's, I was talking. He's just, that's he pretty some, crazy. He had some crazy gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pay crazy money. I love that man. It's just like, and I it's a beautiful that. thing to yeah. know that, like, you know, out, out there, there. there's that's some worth there. for us right. and people that do this thing called stand-up comedy yeah. that they would pay that kind of money. That's out there, man. you know, because a lot of us do it, you know, for hardly anything. And then just to get paid. But they're that paying kind of you money. for all those years and years of suffering. <laughs> they're paying you for all those really years are. and years. Oh, we're worth it's every, like, oh, every penny. Yeah, it's like yeah. when you go do them, you're like, this is what you're paying. This is what it is. But it's like, it's not for that. It's for all the years and all the yeah. risks. And while everybody else was in more stable jobs and yeah. and had benefits and all that stuff. And that's really what they're paying you for. So oh, yeah. hopefully it evens out. Well, it's funny because, you know, I do a lot of, like, you know, comedy coaching. And I'm coaching this guy. And he's... Uh, He's the main lawyer that was in the uh, uh, Zuckerberg case with Facebook. Like he's the guy oh, really? that got yeah that, that basically, you know, evened out the whole thing with Facebook. And then it's just like you know he's done like four TED talks and everything. And then to try to and and he's got this amazing confidence. And so it's like it's almost like you know I'm trying to take his confidence down. Right, right. I understand. Like, yeah. It's like, nah, man, you, you can't you can't have, yeah. like, not know what you're doing and be over-the-top confident. Like, this is something that's, right. you know, it takes a little of just kind of revealing yourself. The parts of yourself, maybe, that don't make you successful. You know, the things yeah. you want to change about yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah. Not all those th- things that made you a millionaire, but there's other things. So it's really weird where, you know, to work with somebody that, like, you know, doesn't need any money at all, and just but just is still gravitates towards this. It was just, like... You know his resolution to like learn how to do stand up comedy, and then right. they somehow put him on some. He's doing some gig where it's just like thousands of lawyers and shit, and he's just doing five minutes. But it's just really funny to work with somebody that's, you know, doesn't have a some shitty day job. It's like already successful, yeah. Which is a weird thing to come in with comedy because it's yeah. like I mean, you had a regular life before comedy, teaching and stuff right. like that. But I was lucky because it's like it's better not to make any money and then do this. So like I was making, is a good thing. Yeah. I was making low money. <laughs> so it's like, but if you're making like a hundred grand a year and yeah. then you decide to do this, yeah. that's bad. You're taking a huge fall. You yeah. Know? Cause teaching, I wasn't taking that teaching much. Teaching is like feature money. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, it's not, it's not, <laughs> it's, it's not good money. It's yeah, it's, it's like, not good, but that's it's like funny really, bone feature money. It's not why. It's really not why you're doing it though. You know, I mean, it's like you're doing it for this intrinsic um, quality, you, but you're also doing it to make. You know, you have to make a living. You're, did you like teaching? Did you like working? With I liked it, but it it the field I was in, which was special education, kids with the emotional and uh, learning disabilities. Uh, I find that. The schools, wherever you are, they tend to use you to um, warehouse the kids a lot of times. And it's, it's not as much as much um, doing it for their benefit as it in terms of like just kind of warehousing them. And then they kind of use you that way. I feel yeah. like in a lot of some situations are better. Some schools are better than others, but I find in some in some schools in some situations they'll just kind of use you to like warehouse the kids. And I don't find that to be good at all and especially if you're if you're putting your life into it, it's like who wants to be stuck in a situation where you're just uh, uh, you're not making really any kind of a difference you're just a cog in a in a, in a machine that's keeping these kids so because if they have to farm them out then it's more money they have to pay out so it behooves them to keep the kid in the in the school so and then they hire like somebody like me yeah. to like teach them but if it's like oh i'm trying to put together a program and this kid's not right for the program it's like we'll figure it out because we're not gonna it comes down to money it's like we're not gonna farm them out yeah so uh, anyway it just feels like you're i was frustrated with it because it just felt like i was spinning my wheels a lot it's like yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna um spin my wheels for twenty eight thousand dollars a year i'm not doing <laughs> yeah. that so i'm not having my time wasted yeah i mean well i was like uh, a special ed kid um in a lot of ways like i um i didn't have I had zero comprehension like I could not right. I couldn't read something and really grasp it um, my math skills were really bad I was in the little portables I don't know in Texas it's always a, a running joke where it's like the dumb kids are in the little portables away from the school right 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 little, <laughs> little trailer parks it's like the trailer that's, park of dumb kids that's funny <laughs> just hanging out I'm, yeah I, I just always is in a trailer like we're in a trailer I go to school I'm in a trailer I'm at home I'm in a trailer that's funny and uh, yeah uh, it's like yeah, I just had a hard time, and I was like always like, you know, couldn't couldn't figure it out. Like school was really tough for yeah. me. It's just like it's one of those things, and I was always put. But I was intelligent, but I I just I couldn't grasp with the information they were giving me. Like right, I, like I would ace test. Yeah. That was the thing that they would give me like test to, to you know IQ stuff, and I would do really well with that stuff. But when it came to like you know regular stuff, like just math and things, I just had a really hard time with. Yeah, I think it might have been just you know just not wanting to do any of that shit. Right. Which I think as a kid you're not attracted to that. But I could, but I I could draw really well and things like that. Yeah, everybody's got different learning styles, man. Yeah. That's important. But I think what's happened recent, like I'm glad I'm out of it because it's gotten way too. People have taken like ways to deal with kids learning differences and they've gone way to the extremes with it in terms of like i don't think there's much discipline i think uh, politics plays a lot into it and i think it's not good there needs to be like discipline and focus even if you're you know embracing different learning styles and i i don't think there is these days i think it's very bad that it's too like 
it's to everything goes. It's it's yeah. it's not it's not. Well, I think with um, do you feel like with your wrestling background, you know, um, you were a wrestler and stuff, and with college as well. Yeah, a little bit in yeah. college. Yeah, in college. Um, do you feel that it's helped you as a stand-up? Do you? Because yeah. you seem like a disciplined guy. Like yeah. when we talk about comics, we'll talk about everybody, and we're always like, "Fucking Vecchione, always writing. And he's got his paper and his coffee." Yeah, and it's like you seem to like you know really make that a part of your routine. Whereas yeah. I feel like a lot of us are like we'll think of something writing on a napkin, but I feel you have like a regiment, you know, that you right. kind of fall into. Well, it's changed over the years. Like I used to just sit down, like uh, the Boston days. I used to like just sit down and try to churn out jokes and then go try them. Okay, and that's not what I'm doing now. Now it's like more like try to journal like every other day, and then take the stuff from your life and then apply that joke, the joke ability to the things that happen to you in your daily life okay. and then uh, and then taking notes on your phone too like if something you catch something it's like write it in your phone and then and then but you have to sit down and process all of it. at least i do i do sit down have and, a time like a an time hour? yeah yeah time to sit down and like process all of it and see it's like maybe this is something maybe this is something or i took a mega bus my car got stolen and then i took a mega bus i've been to like baltimore not dc other cities where, where i'm doing shows and it's like okay I get on the mega bus and I'm like, there's a chunk of jokes here. There's yeah. 20 minutes here. Yeah. Like, I just have to figure out what they are. Yeah. This is hilarious. This is a gigantic discount bus and it's like a dollar for a ticket and it, this shouldn't be happening. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't be able to pay a dollar for a bus ticket. It's, there's no way this can be safe. So it's like, there's 20 minutes here. So, and then I, you know, I think it's, uh, part of it's like saying, recognizing, it's like, there's, there's jokes here and then, and then turning them out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I think that's great. I like the journal aspect. I mean, I took a screenwriting class, and they were just like basically just – they did, don't lift your pen from the paper. Like that was yeah. the thing for like at least an hour or 30 minutes. Oh, wow, an hour. Don't actually lift it. Just keep writing and churning like a madman and just keep turning like a, get a yellow, you know, those legal pads right. and just write and write and write. And don't pick it up and just keep going. And it's just like, you know, a lot of it will be gibberish, but then right. it's like there's something right. that's free-flowing that will maybe up right. on the page that you didn't think There's about. so many funny things that happen to you every day, like oh, yeah. if, but we glaze over them. But if you consciously write about them, write about the things that happen to you every day, yeah. you'll see how many funny things happen to you every single day. But the problem with a lot of guys is like and, – and I'm guilty of this too. I'm not a lot of guys. Me. It's like you'll do that journaling, the initial part of it, where it's like – there's a bunch of funny stuff that happens to you, but then you'll let it go and you won't develop them. Yeah. It's like the the second part of that is like taking the next couple of pages and like writing down a bunch of premises and then like turning them and then doing it doing it to completion. You know what I mean? Because yeah. how many times have you heard guys do like half written jokes on stage and like and half written like they're not in their mind they're done. Yeah, but but they're not they're not really done. They're half written, so it's like. Uh, completing the process, doing the free writing stage, taking the premises out of them, and then turning the premises and developing them. Well, I think the hardest thing for me is just, you know, like being okay with, you know, something not working. And just yeah. like, because I have such a perfectionist. Right. And like, because when I, when I came up through comedy, it was, you know, it was Will, Will Sylvins, and it was, you know, like guys that just crushed all the time. Yeah. And it was more about that. It was about these you know these guys getting up and they're just you know it's it's just they never had bad sets right, i've right. never seen will ever have a bad set right, right. there's certain guys i've just they just yeah. always have these kinds yeah, of high level sets yeah. however right. you know Greer Barnes and guys like that sometimes 
you know, they'll be doing the bits for a while. Right. And so they've kind of got them down. And so I thought when I first came up was like, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to develop a 10 minutes and you just do that 10 minutes over and over. Right. And it's like, no matter whatever, you just keep doing that 10 minutes because it's like, it's all about crushing because if the owner sees you're not crushing, he's not going to book you again. Right. So it's like this thing where it's just like, I'm trying to just let go of that. And say yeah. stop. Yeah. You don't have to like yeah. you know. Right. Even with rooms I run, I'm like that. Right. And I'm just like because then in that case I'm like, well, I don't want to be the guy that's like I'm only here because I run the room, and so I got I got to do well to show these kids that I belong here. And like stupid shit right, right, in my head right. to not force myself to fucking write right. and just take a risk right. and do something different yeah. instead of the same fuck. I know it's gonna work, but yeah. ah, I'm addicted to it. Yeah. I'm addicted to my jokes that work well. Yeah. And it's like I can't like fucking get rid of them sometimes. Yeah. Because I know it's going to crush, and this is what this crowd needs because they're fucking tired or they're right. judgy with the rest of the comics. I'm the ringer, I call myself. Just stupid things to just give myself an excuse, you know, to right. not be okay with not writing enough. Right. And I think it's like, you know, it's just it, – But it, it hurts you. Yeah, it hurts you. But whenever you run into that, at least you identify it. It's like yeah. any kind of fear like that, it's like, oh, okay, this needs to be – if that's a fear, that needs to be addressed. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, I understand now that well, I understand what it is now. It's like, you seem to have a good grasp of it. It's like, oh, I understand exactly what it is. Oh, now. yeah. And I understand what form <laughs> it's it ego, takes. And yeah. I understand what kind of, it's a fear, and yeah. I need to overcome that fear. Yeah. It's, so yeah, it's like, it's cool. I need to um, figure out a way to do that. Yeah, overcome the fear. That's with all of us, man. We all have different, it, it, that's that for you. It's, it's something different for me. It's something yeah. different for somebody else. And it's like, need to figure out how to overcome that fear. And then if you do it and you face it down, then you're, after that, you're even more bulletproof. Yeah. Because it, you're, you're able to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, my favorite thing is just like, you know, you'll see a comic on stage and they're, you know, they're like doing some new stuff and it doesn't go well. And then, then they'll do some old stuff and then like try to pawn it off like it's new stuff too. And then like right. it doesn't right. work, the new stuff or the old stuff. But they try to act like it's like, no, asshole, that's an old joke. Right, like, right, they right. just hate you. Right. It's got right. nothing to do with your new stuff angle. Well, no, it's less about the comics yeah. and more about the crowd. Like it's yeah. like, you know, you really want to harp on that relationship with the with the crowd in in terms of like testing stuff you know what i mean do you like, feel working like, oh, I, I i'm doing i did some old stuff to get them in like yeah. they realize now they have confidence that i'm funny yeah you know and then and then then try new stuff and then you can always go back and then and then a lot of it's like listening to the tape which i'm very bad at but it's like listening to the tape and then going through it like taking a cup of coffee listening to i feel like if you do if that I now? was in, I do it, but not as much as I should. Okay. I'm focusing on the other parts of it, like the free writing and coming up with jokes. But like listening to the tape is important because it's like you can think of like five different endings to the joke versus the one that maybe did so so or didn't work. Like you can think of a bunch of different endings and or or how to reframe the the premise. But I feel like if I was in L.A. or wasn't getting as many spots, I would do more of that just be just because I would be forced to. Yeah. You know, because it's like you have a million spots here. It's like, oh, I'll just figure it out the next show. I'll figure it out the next show or I'll do it tonight. I'll do it tomorrow versus oh, I don't have anywhere to be. So let me and and my stage time is very limited and it's therefore more valuable. So I have to like listen to the tape and get down how to reframe this or a different ending. You know? Yeah, no, I think, you know, all that stuff, you know, it's like we all have. I remember um, it's funny. I, I would always see Aziz. um at uh, com- Comedy Cellar, and he, um, 
constantly just listening to his sex. Yeah, yeah. He's got his earphones on, and then I then I found out that's just what he does to, um, you know. So comics don't bother. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> yeah. Is that a thing? I don't know. Because <laughs> I feel like they were saying that the only time he takes his headphones off is Chris Rock walks in. Right. But uh, but no, I think it's you know we all have these weird things that uh, you know we have to kind of like you know our method, I guess, to yeah. kind of make ourselves funnier. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I think it's just there's just. The but I think the stuff that we're stuff. talking about maybe is probably the antidote to the bitterness that we all feel because we're not where we want to be. Because like when I start talking about, we start talking about the process and yeah. how to get better. Like it, like I can feel it now, just talking about it, like getting excited about like. The stuff that I want to develop, but we have to keep you it know? here. We can't get. We're not supposed to feel that way about not getting ahead. We just have to like enjoy this process. And, yeah. And, and and I always say it's like, like you know, like I'll hear comics be like, you know, and it drives me insane. They'll complain about somebody getting a late night, and I'm like, and at first, and I always fuck with them. I'm always like, well, how's your clean five minutes? How's your yeah. perfect four minutes um, from head to toe, no controversy, just straight late night set? How is that going? Do you have a tip? Can I see it? And they're like, well, I don't have it. Exactly. The person that got that put the work in. Right, right. So you can't complain about someone's success about something specific that you're not even, like, prepared for. Right. So it's like you right. can't get mad at that yeah. if you're not even, like, making the effort to get there. So it's like, you know, that's just shut up, you know. But yeah. I think it's like – and that's the thing. It's like we all want – I remember when we were talking to Attell one time, and it was like early on, and he was standing outside smoking a cigarette in New York Comedy Club, and we were all like, hey, do you have any advice? And he was like, acting school. Like that's that's what he told all of us. And we were just like, what? You don't act. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. It's like this great comic. We wanted stand-up advice. Right. But all his guys, like Ray Romano and all those guys, you know, they were getting sitcoms and yeah. stuff. And so he was – Oh, yeah, yeah. That was where he was. Right. He was this great comic. But he was watching them become household names right. because of this other craft, right. you know. So it's like even a guy is we worship him, but he's also probably wanted to get ahead and further in, yeah. you know, in his life. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, I think it's just one of those things where you just have to kind of enjoy it as much as you can. Right. And it's very it's hard funny. today with social media. Like everybody looks like they're killing it. So it's like that's a thing where it's like <clears throat> probably staying off social media m- not being on it as much as uh, I mean, we all need to be have a presence on it, but yeah. not not being addicted to it is what I should say because it's very easy to fall into that. Where it's like, um, are you making me sign something? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not signing. Okay, <laughs> just doing my yeah. sign off stuff. Okay, um, yeah, no, well, social media. I'm such an idiot on social media. It's like you know, I just. Uh, but we all need to promote our stuff. We yeah. all need to put it out there. So it's like I got there's no Facebook. choice. Change my life, getting off Facebook. Getting off Facebook. Yeah, I just yeah. I think I, the best thing to do is like take all of that stuff off your phone. I mean, I haven't done it yet, but like yeah. if you could do it once a day, control it once a day, and then just not think about it again. I overly do Instagram, but that's the only thing I do. I yeah. don't really do anything else. Yeah, but are you checking it? See, I'm a guy who checks it constantly. Of course, I'm checking. Yeah, and see who liked what yeah, or yeah, who's yeah. going on. But you know what? Freaking Michelle Wolf. Her whole career stems from Twitter. Like, that's how she got – that's that's where it started. That's how she was able to kind of, like, you know, prove to people she could write because she started just tweeting all the time. And it was, like, when it was just, like, at that time when people were actually paying more attention to funny tweets. Right. And she started – you know, she basically parlayed that into a a Seth Meyers job. Wow. Like, in her her Twitter was a big part of her resume because they were, like, she's got a lot of followers. Right. 
She's got this, you know, this style of they could because you could see in the tweet that she could write a joke. Right, right. And it was just like it was political angle and things like that and whatever. So it's like some people can use that stuff. Obviously, you know, we we saw Giannis. I mean, just kind of Giannis Papas be able to just you know just put on a wig and like, create this yeah. phenomenon. Yeah, it's unreal. <laughs> it's unreal. Characters and people go crazy. Right. And they got T-shirts. Right. And they, they're doing that's the good thing about like I, that's Halloween. The, that's the way I gotta say that. That's yeah. a good thing about social media and and YouTube and all this stuff. It, it 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 knocks out the gatekeepers to an extent where it's like you know if you, if you really want it and you go after a following, you can do it. Oh yeah, you, know, you can do it yourself now. So. Absolutely. I mean, that's you know this this thing is you know it's. I, but I'm it's talking. like all the all the mediums are kind of saturated now, so it's like we have to whatever the next thing is. Whoever's yeah. on the ground floor of the next thing will maybe probably blow up. You well, know? I was talking to you know Leah, who's a comic, my girlfriend, and we were talking, and I told her you know she had a set she didn't like or something, and it was like I said you know I feel like we're you know we're kind of like cage fighters you know to yeah. to an extent where it's just like you know we we just most of it is the pain <laughs> and yeah. once in a while you have a victory yeah yeah you know, and some money yeah. and some success you're right but it's just like most of it is pain yeah. and you just have to kind of like work through that right and, and then you'll get to that level of, right you know but no the thing is is enjoying like when i wrestled it's like yeah. and i was never able to do it as a wrestler but like enjoy the training Enjoy yeah. the process sure. of training, and the, and then the victory is just like icing on the cake. But you're going to spend most of your time in the room training. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Like, so if you can figure out a way to enjoy that, yeah. then you're well. I don't, and I need to. You're living on. You're living on. Yeah, like great you're life. you're an example to me. To just I'm after this interview, and after I'm going to enjoy the writing more. Right. I'm, I'm gonna enjoy the riding and right. get the coffee and the thing, and I yeah. have to start doing that more because I yeah. just like overlook it. And I'm like, ah, I got a set that works. Who gives a shit? And yeah, I'm, but the I good news is when you got jokes that when you get new new stuff that works. Like I had a, a, a couple of new jokes that worked before I left to go on the road, and uh, I did an, like a new new joke night, and they they killed. And I'm like, that's a high right there. Absolutely. Like that's like. Wow, that's a nice victory. Now I don't know if those, you know, I have to develop it more, but yeah, like yeah, those yeah. individual jokes, like that's a nice win. Yeah, I have a, I have some new stuff that's working, and it's true. It makes you feel like it doesn't make you feel like an old comic anymore. Yeah, yeah. when you get as long as you're turning out new stuff, you feel right. like okay, I'm still hip to this. Right, right. I can do this. Right. Uh, one last thing. Um, so I always ask people, what would you, what advice would you give to kind of like you know yourself starting out or like a young comic starting out? Like if you could talk to your young self doing comedy what would you do a little different what i do different i would uh i would have gotten an act in an acting class earlier i did, took a couple acting, acting classes, class but <laughs> but because i would have done more to address um my uh i would have kept the same writing kind of regimen but i, I would have well, no i would have done what i'm doing now i've just my writing regimen in, in terms of more journaling and um authentic experiences and then using my joke writing on those authentic experiences and um also i would focus on being more present on stage and not worrying about a laugh every five seconds but just um more relaxed and worried about honing my own voice a little bit more on stage um, awesome. i probably would have I think I would have developed faster probably if I would have done that. 
you know. Well, I think you're amazing, and uh, thank you, you, buddy. You're one of those guys that I actually will sit in the back and watch, and so you you have that tell quality to me as well. I watch you and find out what new stuff you're doing all the time. Like, thanks, you're, man. You're definitely one of those guys that make me laugh. And thank thanks you. for all the stage time, and thanks yeah. for uh, bringing me along the way that you did, man. I really appreciate it. You got it, buddy. It definitely paid off. So, uh, you want to plug anything? Uh, get podcasts, and um, I'm at Comic Mike V on Instagram and Twitter. Okay. And uh, the No Disrespect podcast, which is on Gas Digital, it's also it's available on iTunes. So, um, and also I'm going to have a CD coming out soon. Um, so just be on the lookout for that at Comic Mike V. Thank you. Very cool. Uh, special thanks to my producer Anthony Kapfer. Uh, you can follow him on social media at Anthony Kapfer. He also has a book of funny drawings, short stories, and jokes called Book the Book. You can order it on his website, AnthonyKapfer.com, or Amazon. Um, I will be at the Fairfield Comedy Club in Connecticut tomorrow. Uh, if you're interested in learning the craft of comedy, you can go to my Facebook page, Comedy Coaching with Dustin Chafin. Skype is available. My album, Stop Telling People, is still on iTunes. And follow me on Twitter and like our uh, uh, Facebook page and all that stuff. I'll leave you with this. Thank you so much, Mike. And, uh, yeah. Thanks for uh, having me, brother. Yay. That's our show. Bye. <laughs>